Do you want to do search engine optimization? Well, I've been doing search engine optimization for over six years, and I've learned so much over the years, that, and I want to teach you how to do SEO and how to make a full-time income doing SEO for yourself and for other clients. Because when you learn how to do SEO, you can do affiliate marketing and you can make money through brands and sponsorships. So if you want to learn how I did search engine optimization, how I started a search engine optimization business, well, you're going to want to click the first link down below in the show notes. It's going to take you to a free SEO training that I put together myself. And it's about a 50 minute training and it's going to get you started with SEO. And so you'll want to click that first link down below in the podcast notes, sign up for that free training. It's totally free. There's no strings attached and you'll get this free training again, 50 minute training that will teach you everything you need to know about search engine optimization. So again, click that first link down below in the description and let's get into the podcast. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again to the marketing edge podcast. Uh, I do have a lot on my list today. We're going to go over marketing. Uh, we're going to start with search engine optimization. Uh, we're going to go over SEO for beginners because I do talk to a lot of real estate agents. Um, I've been setting appointments and talking to them. And because SEO is a big part of what we have to offer, I have to explain SEO because a lot of people aren't aware of what SEO really is, uh, what's involved with SEO. So right now I'm just going to explain from a basic level, um, just if you've never heard of search engine optimization, maybe you have heard of it, but you're not really sure how to do it yourself. Well, I can teach you how to do SEO, and this is what I do for my clients uh, as part of the offer that I have uh, for the services that I provide to my clients. Um, so let's just get right into it. So search engine optimization, when we talk about SEO, we are generally referring to Google. Um, because it's the most used search engine and a lot of the principles that Google uses um, to rank websites, it's basically the same for like if you use Bing or Yahoo, there's a couple others. There's actually a lot of other internet providers. Um, so, but Google is the top one. So we really only focus on Google. However, search engine optimization, you can do SEO for a lot of other different things that don't have to relate to Google um, you can do SEO for Amazon, so Amazon listings. There's a whole system of SEO that goes behind Amazon listings. People who can basically like control Amazon listings and get your product ranked, There's a lot of them are consultants. Uh, some are freelancers, but they do this and they can um, basically do that for your business. Um, so search engine optimization Again, where do we start? It's such a broad topic. Well, let's just start with the basics. There's on-page SEO. So this is like for a blog or an article. When I talk about SEO, I do talk about um, basically doing SEO in blogs and articles. So we, we write the blogs and articles. I do have skills in copywriting. I have been doing copywriting for a, a decent amount of time now. So I have experience in copywriting. Um, so I've run a copywriting agency interface marketing for about five years. Um, but SEO is basically just blogs and articles on Google that we post on the website. Um, other ways you can do SEO, there's, there's a ton. Um, but SEO, it's really just anything where there's a search engine and you're searching for the, you know, something on the web. Um, you can do SEO for it. And like Fiverr, I'm a freelancer on Fiverr and yeah, there's Fiverr SEO to get my gigs ranked. I was actually on the first page of um, Fiverr and there were 27,000 listings of people offering a blog and I was number one for a time and then they took me off, but that's in top for another day. So SEO, there's on-page SEO. So on-page SEO at the most basic level is just the text and the on-page elements of your blog post. 
So that's what we're referring to when we refer to on-page SEO. So it's everything on the web page. This includes the text, obviously. Now it also includes the images, the videos, um, anything, the hyperlinks, uh, the external links, backlinks. Well, backlinks not isn't on-page SEO, but the external links that you have going out, that's on-page SEO. And then off-page SEO is the backlinks. So, and if you really, I just, I just don't know where to start with SEO if you've never, um, you know, learned about it. But so off-page SEO is backlinks. So we're just going to start from the most basic level. A backlink, say I write an article about the best camping shoes. Um, if I write an article and then, you know, REI links back to my website in one of their articles, this is showing Google that whatever is on your website, this is good content, especially if so. there's something called domain rating. So if your domain rating is high, uh, backlinks from those authority websites are actually worth more in the eyes of Google. So they have called it the currency of the internet is backlinks. So backlinks is honestly a huge part of SEO. And a lot of people, they do SEO with the on page, but they neglect to like work on the backlinks and the off page SEO. Off page SEO can also um, include the, yeah, the links coming back to your website. And then also the technical SEO, so like the website speed. Um, if your website speed is bad, then that's going to derank your website. It's not going to look good in Google's eyes. You can still have a successful website with a high DR, we call it. Domain rating is DR. So you can still have a successful website with a high DR, even if your website speed is slow. However, it just doesn't help. And you always just want your speed website speed to be um, you know, fast. Um, because Google, if they see that your website is loading too long and the visitors are just leaving the web page, like your bounce rate is high, um, that's showing Google that your website's loading slow and people just don't even want to wait so that you jump off the page if um, that happens. So Google can see that and it's a bad thing in Google's eyes. Um, now, there are a lot of other um, elements to SEO, but backlinks, I would just focus on backlinks because about, I'd say half your time should be spent creating the blogs and articles to do SEO and half should be like working on the backlinks, trying to get guest posts. You're going to have to try to guest post on like low authority websites. And then if you can prove your skills, you can use your blogs as like basically like your work samples. Um, you can write for higher authority websites over time. This is something that's not going to um, be easy and it's going to take a lot of outreach. I did the outreach and did get a couple of guest posts, um, but then I had other ways that I was getting backlinks. Um, I would do my freelance writing into, like I would write for my freelance client and then include like a link, linking out to external sources. So one of my clients they're a domain rating of 60. So 60 is very high. You know, like if you were to consider like YouTube, YouTube is like domain rating 99. And like Google, YouTube, the big ones are like 99. And then it goes down from there. A website like Forbes, I think they're a 90. So if you get a link back from Forbes and they're a domain rating of 90, this is going to look good in Google's eyes. And then honestly, just naturally, more people are going to link back to your website. I've seen it happen with mine. And yeah, I see people linking back to my website um, more frequently. And it's just like natural. You can't control who links back. That's the other thing. Um, because you can't control who links back to you. Some people think that like if you if you get like a lot of like spammy links, like they're just like spam 
comments and stuff and they just link back to your website some people think that that actually hurts your um, like seo rankings and stuff but i actually disagree because you can't control who links back to you so um, i honestly i don't i don't think that's true um, because how can they penalize you if like some weird at like some spammy directory site is like linking back to your website and you can't do anything about it. I just highly doubt that Google would do that, but it would be cool to listen, like to ask someone from Google that and like ask about their algorithm and like, if that actually does affect it, um, like that would be interesting to hear what a Google employee would have to say or just other experts. Um, yeah. So let's move on search engine optimization. <clears throat> want to get into the blogs and articles piece of it. So I mentioned that off-page SEO um, is basically like the backlinks and other technical elements, but mostly backlinks is the off-page is what we want to focus on. And then there's the on-page. We, we touched on on-page SEO, um, but we're just going to start from the beginning with on-page. So you want to always have good grammar, good spelling, no spelling mistakes. I highly recommend you get a plagiarism checker and possibly an AI content detector because you want to make sure that you're not going to get penalized, um, especially if you're using, you know, plagiarized content, especially if you're hiring other writers to do this. You need to know that they're not plagiarizing because I've had instances where they are, and it's not a fun conversation to have, especially with a freelancer. So search engine optimization. Um, <clears throat> back to the blogs and articles. So you want to create blogs and articles about relevant topics within your niche. Uh, your niche is kind of like your, your category, your, um, like what you kind of do. Um, like for example, mine is real estate, or you could have the camping niche could be one health and like fitness could be one keto could be one. That's like a niche. Um, so you're just creating relevant blog posts, which is an article. Um, ideally, at least 500 to 1,000 words in length. And you want to make sure that this is original content. You know, by you know, I would say you want to if you don't have the writing skills, I would recommend you know working with a freelancer. You can get freelancers to write for a variety of different rates, but honestly, you get what you pay for. I charge 16 cents per word, and I'm planning on raising the prices pretty soon. Um, so I charge 16 cents per word, which is 160 for a thousand word blog post, which isn't bad. I have one client on Fiverr that uh, needs 2000 word articles. And so 120, no, I'm sorry, 160 times two, they pay me $320 per week uh, just for one article. And yeah, it, it's honestly, it's my best client. They're a high domain rating website. They're a domain rating of 60. So this was one of the websites that I was actually linking back to. Now, I don't link back to in like a spammy type of way. These are organic, natural backlinks where it makes sense to put a link in the article. I did say in another podcast that you kind of have to really be careful about that. Um, yeah, so let's move on. Um, let me just see. I don't have actually any notes in front of me. I was kind of just going um, off of memory. So... Back to search engine optimization and writing the blog posts. You want to work with a writer who has copywriting skills, ideally SEO skills. So if you don't know how to write an article that's good for SEO, if you don't have those skills, you can either learn the skills, which takes some time, or you can work with a writer such as myself. So what I was going with the pricing is that 
you, uh, there's freelancers that charge uh, anywhere from two cents per word uh, up to, you know, over 20 cents a word easily. And up from there, if you have proven work experience, uh, you can charge high rates. But the problem is that you to need uh, proven work experience, especially on Fiverr, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. And I finally got 200 reviews on the profile. I'm almost, I'm on my way to top seller, top rated seller. Uh, once you reach top rated seller, I think there's a lot of perks that you get. Now, top rated seller, like sell, uh, seller level two and seller level one, these are like automatic. So like once a month, Fiverr will change your status just if you meet the criteria. But honestly, I think I heard that to be top rated, they have to manually review you. Um, so that will be interesting because uh, my feedback and everything on Fiverr is, uh, you know, pretty good. I only have like one non five star rating, I think. And all my clients are happy. I honestly don't really have to do many revisions. And I don't just write the blogs and articles um, as a freelance writer. I do um you know, keyword research. I also write Fiverr descriptions. So someone who has a Fiverr listing, I can write your description on Fiverr, basically. Um, because if you don't really have the writing skills, I have proven that I can get a lot of views on my Fiverr gigs. So it makes sense that I can do this for other people and as a copywriter. But for search engine optimization, back to the blog posts, um, you can do the blogs on, let's just take an example. Say you're in the camping niche. This might make it a little more clear on what you need to do if you want to do SEO. Say you're in the camping niche and say I want to buy a tent, which actually I'm actually considering. I might need to buy a tent, believe it or not. That's actually kind of funny. Um, so say I wanted to buy a tent and I needed um, you know, to find some highly rated tents. I'm ready to buy a tent, so I need to find like some with good reviews. And so I stumble across a website. I type in on Google best camping tents for under 500 or whatever it might be. And we target these relevant keywords. So we have, we know what keywords we're targeting because there's some opportunity. So because like camping, it's a relatively crowded space, but there is opportunity to break into the camping space. So if I wanted a tent, I would type in on Google. I would type in best camping tents for under 500. Google would come back and it would take me to a website as the first result. It's called Switchback Travel. And Switchback Travel, they essentially just uh, write, like, write reviews for products from places like REI and like other retailers uh, for like camping equipment. And like the North Face they have. And they just essentially just write a review and then give you a link. And then if, if I were to use their link and buy the tent, they would get a percentage probably like anywhere from four to like 10 or 15%. Really depends on the price point of the items and then also what the affiliate, you know, allows that they can choose what they pay you. Um, but it's all affiliate marketing. So this works for um, a lot of other um, niches and like camping shoes. Say, say I needed some camping shoes. I would do the same thing. Even if I don't go to Switchback Travel, there's going to be all these websites that just do reviews. And then you can buy directly from, uh, use their affiliate link, and then they you know, take you to the retailer. And then there's a cookie that's stored in the browser. And this allows you to earn money from affiliate marketing if they you know, buy the product, usually within the next 30 days. Um, so that's kind of how people do affiliate marketing. And that's how you can do SEO. So like, 
where I'm going with the SEO part of it is that these companies and these websites are doing SEO as they are the first result on Google. So they're doing SEO and they're very good at it. They've been doing it for a while. The websites at the top of Google, they've been around for like usually 10 plus years and they've just built authority over like 10 years. So yeah, when you're this high of a domain rating website, uh, it's just very valuable because um, obviously they could get, you know, 500,000 visitors, about half a percent, anywhere from like, yeah, half a percent usually convert whatever you're advertising to a warm audience. Typically, it's about half percent. So they're making a lot of money. And there's actually one in the finance industry called NerdWallet. In a past episode, I went over NerdWallet and definitely listened to the past episodes. I went over NerdWallet and they're a public company and they mostly do um, like reviews of like mortgage rates, mortgage companies, credit cards, investments, Roth IRA, 401k, index funds. They just do reviews on like everything about personal finance and investing. And they are definitely an authority. I think they're close to domain rating of 90. So they are definitely an authority in the space. So like if you were to get a link back to NerdWallet or from NerdWallet and you're in the finance industry, which I am, uh, this is huge in Google's eyes because NerdWallet is such a high domain rating. So Google sees this high domain rating website linking back to you. And this is just valuable and that's how people do it. So Switchback Travel, they have a whole um, like off-page strategy and they do a lot of backlinking and they have their writers. They have a team of writers who write the content for the website and that's how they rank uh, very well for these search terms. So one of my clients, I'm not going to name them, but um, they're the high paying client that pays me the 320 for the 2000 word blog post. Um, I use, yes, I do internally link. That's a big thing that you need to know. You need to do internal links to other website, uh, other web pages uh, on your own website. So you need to create a lot of articles. Um, that's the bottom line is that you need to do a lot of writing and a lot of producing articles. You're going to, because it's not just like one blog you don't just make one blog and expect it to blow up. It's kind of like the strategy on TikTok. If you just post a lot on TikTok, most of your uh, videos aren't going to blow up, but you're just looking for that like one out of 10 that does or just gets more views than all the others, not necessarily viral. Um, it could. It's usually like that strategy. So that's where like publishing velocity comes in. Um, check out another uh, podcast episode for publishing velocity. I made one not too long ago. Um, publishing velocity. You just want to put out the most content as possible. And I thought that honestly helped me with the podcast because I put out so many episodes and I figured out kind of how to promote my podcast and it worked incredibly well. Um, so back to search engine optimization and internally linking. You want to internally link to other pages in your own website because it keeps people on your website for longer. And if Google sees that they're on your website for a long time, this is good in Google's eyes. And they're going to basically prioritize you in the search engine. It's kind of like, it's kind of just like ranking. And if you have more backlinks and you internally link, backlinks is honestly key because without the backlinks, you probably just won't be able to be seen by Google. So the fact that I have like Fast Expert, uh, which is the client, um, very high authority website, um, but they are linking back to my website. I wrote a couple articles. Like I said, I linked back to my website. 
Um, but you want to do this sparingly. You don't want to just like insert links and you don't want to just like, just like get a bunch of links to like your website because um, the client is going to say something and they're not going to be happy with that. Um, so you don't want to do that. You have to do it very carefully and very cautiously, especially for a high domain rating website like Fast Expert. Um, so yeah, you have to really be careful because you don't want to basically piss the client off and like, cause they have a very high standard. They have an SEO team. And if you're just like inserting links, like willy nilly, like you're just trying to get backlinks, um, they're going to like, they definitely read it and they definitely look at all the backlinks. Like they definitely do. So you like, you can't just like link out to your website when it doesn't make sense. Um, so uh, it's a lot like even if you don't have a website it's okay um you just have to make sure that you link to authority websites so authority websites are like websites like .gov like google loves to see you link to like .gov websites so i recommend doing like find out like some .gov websites if you're in the real estate industry maybe like something like the hud um the hud is like an authority site and yeah, the HUD is an authority site. So if you're linking to a .gov website, um, Google likes this. They like the authority sites, but it's important. Like you don't want to link to your competitors. So like in finance, there's a lot like NerdWallet would be my competitor. But because they're a competitor, I don't really want to link to them. Um, it's not bad. Like if you do it like one, like it's not horrible to do, but generally you don't want to link to the competitor. Um, it's just like you don't want to give them that backlink, especially if you're a high domain rating website. If you're a direct competitor, I just wouldn't link to the direct competitor. Try to find a more authoritative, maybe a .gov, .org website, something reputable um, that's not the competitor. So again, when you're writing for these high domain rating websites, um, it's honestly pretty cool. It's cool writing for these websites and they have a team of us, which are just freelance writers. And I can see because they say the authors of each article. And it's just honestly really cool being honestly just a part of their team at Fast Expert. I really love working with them. I think, yeah, I honestly think that, yeah, it's just been a good experience working with them. Um, they're the highest domain rating website that I've ever worked with. Domain rating of like 60 last time I checked. I can actually check again, but... Yeah, it's just been awesome. They've just been such a good client. They don't have any edits. I think it's partly because the you know the writing is high quality. Um, I do write high quality original content. Now, just a sidebar, and I don't think anyone, at least I don't know anyone that has done this. So I was saying about my Fiverr profile, and my Fiverr profile I've been working on for about a year and a half. I have 200 reviews, basically all five stars. 200 reviews, uh, you know, we're, we're on the way to top seller. So what I've been doing, um, I've been actually focusing like on sales uh, with my main business where I do consulting for real estate agents. So I want to basically make Fiverr a passive revenue source because I bring in consistent income. I have some repeat clients such as Fast Expert on Fiverr. And the reason I keep them on Fiverr is one, because I don't want to break the Fiverr rules and get banned because that's just not worth it. If I just like, because Fiverr takes 20%, so it is kind of a lot, um, but it's well worth it because without Fiverr, I wouldn't be getting the income. So it's just not worth it to even try to break the rules. And yeah, I just, there's no reason to, and I like Fiverr. 
And, you know, it's okay. The 20% is a lot, but again, without Fiverr, I wouldn't be getting anything. So I'll, I'll gladly pay the 20%. It sucks because like the, the client fast expert pays $320, but 300, it's really only 320, um, you know, minus 20%. And so what I've been doing is basically I'm outsourcing my Fiverr. So I work with a contractor um, who's a very good writer herself and she manages other writers and she has, she's very, very good. She like edits and she like takes care of basically everything. So I've been working with her. She's given me work in the past. Um, so it's kind of cool. Now the tables have kind of turned and I'm like, I have work to give her. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. So basically I have, um, I want to outsource my, the Fiverr fulfillment of the orders i will actually still manage the fiverr profile because that's actually allowed in fiverr's terms um, i can't have someone else manage the account however i can outsource you know actually writing the content but i will actually still be managing the profile just i'll be outsourcing the work to a contractor the girl who's a writer and her team of writers she says so she's in the more of a management and editing role. She I think she does content. Um, she's a very, very good writer. And I know she does quality work. And she yeah, I, she she's really good. And she I think she has a pretty good team of writers. Um, she said that there was someone who's a good fit for this type of content. Um, this like finance and real estate content. Because that is my niche, that's my industry. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I built up kind of an authority. I, I was looking at my name on Google and a lot of stuff comes up that I've put efforts in SEO and uh, kind of have just built a little bit of authority. Now I'm not saying, you know, I'm the next <laughs> Zuckerberg or whatever, but if you look at me, my name on Google, you actually see like, it looks, I think pretty good. It's reputable. It says my job, my company. Um, I'm actually, it says that I'm an author for a fitness website, which I did write content for them not too long ago. They were one of my first clients. And it's funny, that actually is the second result. So it's just kind of funny to see that, you know, SEO works and I've done it for myself. I've done it for clients and learning search engine optimization is, you know, probably the, the hardest part because no one really knows anything about SEO. And again, I think we started off that I try to teach my real estate clients when I talk to them on the phone and tell them what I have to offer and how I can get results for them. I have to explain SEO at a basic level because a lot of people don't know the you know principles of backlinking, why internally linking is important, things like anchor text and the best practices for anchor text. You just don't know this because you've never really been exposed to it. So uh, a goal of this podcast is to kind of educate you guys on how to do search engine optimization. So um, yeah, that's kind of how you do it. If you're not a writer, you know, I don't recommend just outsourcing everything. I mean, if you're a very poor writer, then the, honestly, SEO and copywriting is probably not even going to be for you. You will need some at least writing and editing skills. And like I said, if you don't have that, then this might not be for you. But for those that are confident in their uh, writing skills, um, you can definitely do SEO and there's a lot of opportunity um, really in any niche. Um, you know, I am in the real estate industry, um, at least on Fiverr. Um, I would say I'm towards the top of freelancers that do real estate content. There are definitely some other competitors. Um, but if you just look at real estate blog posts, I think I'm up there. I'm not the top, but I think I'm up there for like one of the most reviewed um, accounts, basically, um, for writing blog posts.
Um, so I have kind of built an authority on Fiverr. And my point with all this is that it's possible to do this on Fiverr for yourself. Um, yeah, you can start Fiverr. I do freelance writing, but there is a lot of competition in it. So if you're just starting and like you don't have really any specialized knowledge, like I had, I did have knowledge in the real estate industry. So that just kind of became my niche. Um, I do also finance content, which I do have a background in. So it just made sense. If you don't really have that specialized knowledge, it's probably also going to be a little hard. I just recommend studying search engine optimization and finding a niche. You kind of you have to pick a niche eventually. So I recommend if you don't have those skills, if nothing comes to mind and you still want to do this, um, learn about new things, learn about new topics, see what interests you. I would say start with the things that interest you and see if they're an option or even like an opportunity because a lot of real estate, especially on Google, real estate is very competitive. However, real estate on Fiverr, it wasn't as competitive. So I've kind of just made a name on Fiverr for myself. Um, I write for Fast Expert, which is my best client. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool to do that on Fiverr. So Fast Expert, yeah, again, um, they are the authority site. So when they are linking back to me, um, that's just a good sign in Google's eyes. So yeah, I'm just going to be making a passive revenue source. I'm going to outsource the work of the Fiverr account, but I still do the management. So I just haven't heard of anyone doing that before. So I thought it was interesting that it's a passive revenue source that you could potentially do as well. Um, so I recommend, yeah, if you're a freelance writer, you have good writing skills, you have a niche, definitely need to determine your niche. Just get started on Fiverr. Uh, it's not too hard. Anyone can do it. Um, but if you are just starting out and you really don't have specialized knowledge and no work experience, it might be kind of hard. And I think there are a lot of people on Fiverr that don't really make anything or like don't really become successful. And yeah, so you basically want to find the niche, pick a niche, and then try to just build authority in, on Fiverr. That's the best way to get started with SEO because then you get exposed to a variety of clients ideally, and then you can include backlinks um, potentially to your website. Um, you know, you, again, you don't want to go overboard only when it makes sense. But the more clients you work with, uh, just the more websites you're going to be exposed to. And it's just a good a good thing to, to have those types of clients and have that type of experience. So again, back to search engine optimization. Um, where do we kind of go from here? Well, search engine optimization uh, is through the blogs and articles again. So you need to be a strong writer, at least have strong writing skills uh, to do SEO and copywriting. Um, I'm trying to think of other topics that we can go over about SEO. I did mention anchor text before. So if you don't know what anchor text is, say I'm writing an article about the best camping tents, um, or I'm just writing an article about um, just camping in general, and then I have a link back to the best camping tents website, um, like the blog post. Then the anchor text is just the text that shows up as a hyperlink. So if I was writing the article, and the copy in the article said um, something about and then best camping tents, I would highlight best camping tents, put the hyperlink on those three uh, words, and that is the anchor text. Um, that's just what it call, it's called, and then it links to the website directly. Um, there's something called a do follow link and a no follow link. This is more like technical, and it's not really important for beginners. Um, basically, a nofollow link is you don't want it to have any SEO value um, for one reason or another. 
but typically if you're linking to a source in your article and it's like organic you're not doing anything like special on the back end it's typically a a do follow link that's what they're called um, but not essential to know as a new seo um, professional but something to keep in mind um, these are kind of like advanced topics that you'll you'll understand if you decide to keep doing seo and kind of making it um, you know like a little side hustle um, so that's it about seo i mean let's talk about just starting your online business um, we can move on from seo and just what are you going to do because you need to start a side hustle um, if you want to kind of if you want to quit your job or if you just want to make some extra money on the side um, you will need at least a side hustle and i think it's a good place to start um, because having a side hustle is it puts you in a good position that you have stable income ideally and then you can actually use some of that stable income to get it off the ground if you need to um, yeah so that's kind of the way that i would recommend that's how i started um, i started back in 2017 i was in college and i was just doing instagram shout outs and i was working at domino's at the time and i was making some money with the shout outs i was spending some money for shout outs to me um, but i did start um, that was kind of my online journey where it started um, but today um, i am able to um, basically do seo and copywriting um, yeah, basically full time. I do this now. And then I also do the consulting for real estate agents. So again, I would encourage you to maybe even consider the real estate industry to get started with because um, honestly, there's not enough competition. And I, I say that as someone in the real estate industry, there's just not enough competition of people doing what I do and just offering like really good services that really get you results. And I do a lot of content creation. Like I don't know anyone else doing like a podcast um, like promoting like your services. I don't know any others doing it. I don't know any others collecting emails. I don't know any others that are doing these things. So my point is that um, you can do this too. And real estate is a great one to get started with. Now, I did say that I worked in the mortgage industry and working in the mortgage industry gave me that specialized knowledge in real estate. That's why I went to real estate. So you kind of need to find that niche if it's not real estate. But if you want to learn about real estate, you are going to need to learn somehow. And I'd recommend actually just if you really want to do real estate marketing, a great thing you can do is actually just um, take like the real estate licensing course and you don't have to pay for it. There's like practice tests and like curriculums online that you don't have to pay for. So honestly, it's not a bad idea just to educate yourself about real estate, how it works, how contracts work, how real estate investing works. Like it's just important to learn basically the basics. Um, if you really do want to consider real estate as an option, because it is. Um, I think that there's not enough competition and I'm not scared to say that because by the time you get up and running and make a name for yourself, I'll, you know, I'll probably be a little bit ahead of you. So I'm not really scared about the competition, but that's my advice, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, that's going to be it for the podcast. Hope to see you in the next one.